0: Talking a little Harry Potter too. That might jump in.
1: I we're all over the place with it.
0: Yeah. Episode one ends right where. Okay. Naked okay. man found the creator. That was it. Season
1: one, episode.
0: Wait one. a second. Where's the bottle opener? We found Oh, it was
1: right. It's time it's go to down. Well, I thought we had something. Because the ring still exists, and you can't defeat Sauron
0: uh-huh. if
1: the ring still
0: exists, like a Horcrux type of thing.
1: I thought the same <laughs> damn thing that J.K. Rowling was needs to be talked to about some copyright issues. It's it's way too alike. Yeah, that makes sense. If, if we can't tell, we're talking about Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power. uh, We're jumping right into it, Episode One. Indeed, Episode One is our Episode Two here <laughs> on MDC. If anybody doesn't know this is supposed to be season 1 of 5 seasons and a possible spin-off. What is that spin-off? I have no idea. I at this point don't even know what to speculate it could be. The concept of the rings and I found I found a little bit baffling on that because wasn't there still like subtle hints of racism in Lord of the Rings even though they made all these rings to like gather to fight this big bad evil?
0: Oh, 100%. I mean, you have the whole like <laughs> The whole dwarf elf thing in Lord Feud. of the Rings. So that'll, yeah, that'll be interesting. And then, and then the hobbits are kind of viewed as lesser an interesting race. And man is just scum. Yeah, like, Tolkien does a that great job bad. on just, like, dumping on man as a race like talking about the corruption of man mm-hmm. how, how they fall prey to idealizing power
1: yeah they were really dogging on us and that's where i thought that this was very interesting bringing together the rings of power i'm i'm very excited to see how they execute that and also i want to dive more into what are the rings like what was the point of them what power does it give the the wielder why is there one ring to rule them all i again wasted so much of my life not learning this so the episode opens up again with the defeating of morgoth and you can see there the are they asguls it's an asgul because
0: nazgul nazgul Nazgul. Nazgul. not asgul
1: yeah asgul so the nazgul they were facing off against the eagles while the elves and men were fighting there on the ground. I thought that that was that was pretty awesome because again, growing up watching Lord of the Rings, not having a lot of connection to the lore behind it, the Eagles opened up in this getting their ass kicked in here. You saw the one eagle, he was he was getting thrown right through a flaming tree taken down by a Nazgûl. And so it was very nice addressing the Eagles from the original Peter Jackson Lord of the Rings on why weren't the eagles
0: just flying in and helping? So my question is, how was Sauron defeated? Well, it was Morgoth. Morgoth was defeated. Mm-hmm. And then Sauron was like a disciple from Morgoth. And then he was captured by the Numenoreans. Then Galadriel finds his mark. And so, like, what? what's the deal with that? Did he escape capture, captivity from the Numenorians? So,
1: again, the show, the show is an alternate second age of it. And, yeah, Sauron... Was captured by the Numenorians mm-hmm. and he was then made the advisor, and he was still being a shady
0: piece of shit. Sauron was the advisor to the king? Yes.
1: And so that's where, because again, we we were talking briefly before, where the Numenorians were a bit salty, that they only lived like 300 years, where they didn't get the immortality like elves have. Yeah. And that's where Sauron was then corrupting the king's mind, and told him to sail to Valinor to fight the v- Valar I mean, and, and to fight the Elves. Valar are the, the angelic beings. Fight them? What? Yep, fight them, and take immortality. Mm. Yeah, fight angels, dude. <laughs> right? Yeah, I that I was a little bit blown away by that. There's like the more. Yeah. And that's where actually Sauron originally dies because that's where Númenor is then destroyed. The the Valar destroy Númenor um and it, Sauron is there. He he drowns, he dies and his body is destroyed. I appreciated the Rings of Power wa- watching this episode because it gave me like a nerd awakening. You ever you remember your sexual awakening when you when going through puberty? Like this was this was another level for me and that's why I appreciate this probably a little bit more than I appreciate the Lord of the Rings. It is open a
0: floodgate you uh you sound so innocent I'm gonna have to introduce you to Star Wars that's gonna be your next thing
1: (laughs) that's the thing I know tons about all point me to comic (laughs) books point me to Star Wars probably not Star Trek but this one reading so much into it 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 was a bible it was there's languages created for it and everything
0: history family trees so here's the thing about the languages Mm. so you know how so Tolkien wanted to write did you ever watch the Tolkien movie yes I did yeah so yeah. he studied languages that was like his thing so he wanted to write an elvish script in order to write that because of the way that history shapes language that's why like there's so much lore because in order to write the language he started writing all sorts of history so explain the, the way that the language is the way that it is
1: it baffles me that you you could operate in the that's real world while creating while creating all of this inside of your own head so there's a ton uh jumping through this show, to start off with, I thought that it was quite interesting. It was $650 million for this show, but it was actually only $250 million to film. The other $400 million that they used for it... CGI. That would be embarrassing. <laughs> uh, no, uh, $400 million was to get the rights for...
0: Seriously? Yeah.
1: Lord of the Rings uh, for...
0: Wasn't it specifically like Lord of the Rings cover to cover, including like the appendices? Mm-hmm. And that bit there. Yeah. Were they also able to draw like from the Cimmerillion and other things too, or was it like specifically just what was in Lord of the Rings?
1: They they weren't able to to use that and that's why it's only referenced. And so again, this one, uh this show it kicks off in the second age and they've referenced the first age of the defeating of Morgoth. What was his other name? Morgoth's other Melkor. Name? Melkor or Morgoth, we'll be using that interchangeably. they only referenced it in all the defeat and the elves joining the battle and such and so that's why it kicks off where it is now and actually the the show writers the they got a a bit of creative freedom with it
0: yeah i was reading something about that it's like because they're drawing inspiration from the appendices and so it was a lot of like basically like essays and like just like random strings of thought that tolkien had and so there was a lot that was kind of in the gray area, a lot of it that was just kind of incomplete. And so they had quite a bit of creative freedom, mm-hmm. um, which is I,
1: – I really wanted to address in this was because the the reference of the first age with Melkor or Morgoth uh, being defeated, I felt like it was going – it might be skipped over. And so – Yeah, it, but it, they don't have the rights to it. Yeah, exactly. And so, uh, lucky for everybody here, we're able to dive into that a little bit more. And that's why we don't need the rights to anything. (laughs) Just take it. (laughs) Watching the original movies, the Peter Jackson movies for me, uh, I think I watched them a little bit too young. The story, the plot line of this, understanding that, yeah, it was a whole world. Right over my head. And so Sauron, he was actually the follower of Morgoth. Now, who the hell is that? He was barely mentioned in the originals, the Peter Jackson ones. They had two mentions of him. One of them was Gandalf, where he said that the Balrog of Morgoth. We'll, we'll, we'll jump back around to that because I hope they bring the Balrog in because <laughs> that also blows me away. Essentially, Morgoth is Tolkien's uh, Satan or Lucifer. Our, our second There's, a, there's a common
0: theme here. So yeah. first episode was Black Adam, which is about Satan. And now we're talking Lord of the Rings, which is more Satan. So I just can't wait for episode. Three. Yeah,
1: send us in your, your Satan references. <laughs> so he is Tolkien's uh, Satan or Lucifer. And he's prophesied to rise again. I looked more into that. He was actually defeated. He was defeated hundreds of years ago where this show is picking up there. Uh, and he was actually just casted out to a realm beyond creation. So he's he's still chilling. And the he's interesting thing
0: about Morgoth is a lot of people might think that he's like a normal dude. That's mm-hmm. not the case at all. Like So in Tolkien's world, there's the god, which I can't think of the name right now. It's something kind of cool sounding. And then there's the angels, which are the Valar. Mm. And Morgoth is essentially, uh, who was known as Melkor back then, was like the most powerful of the angels, the Valar. Um, And then you have the Maiar underneath them, which are, I think they're also considered angelic beings. Um, But the Maiars are going to be like the wizards. So yes, Gandalf, Saruman, Radagast, those guys, those are all Maiar.
1: The Balrogs are Myars too. They're Maiar. I, I shit you not. They are uh, of equivalent to Gandalf and that is why Gandalf levels up in the real world that uh, becomes Gandalf the White. <coughs> he is Gandalf the Grey. He goes and he defeats the Balrog and that's why he was so afraid of going through the mines of Khazad-dûm.
0: Yeah.
1: Because he, he knew what was
0: down there and that... I mean, you right got to right figure mind. that Balrog is worth a lot of experience points. I mean, the dude leveled up to White Wizard. That's a
1: good point. <laughs> that's a good point. So that's a little bit of Morgoth. Uh, Morgoth, Melkor, same person.
0: Oh, and it, if you guys want to read a little bit more about Melkor, Morgoth, uh, he is going to be the main antagonist in the Cimmerillion, which I don't know if you've read the Silmarillion. It is not light reading. Okay. Um, it's some pretty hardcore reading. It's a little bit of a slog at times, but it does get really into the Tolkien lore. I will be diving head first into that. The I will N-A- be diving, diving. butt first into
1: that. <laughs> so you mentioned uh the Myers. That was also brought up here in this first episode whereas Meteor Man Uh, He is listed as the Stranger. It was made to a point where everybody, uh, all the storylines, main storylines, B storylines, saw this meteor come crashing down. The ones to find the meteor was the Harfoots. Nori, Uh, right? Yes. Nori Brandyfoot. Mm -hmm. She is a Harfoot. And so the speculation around that is, again, this is the Second Age. Hobbits didn't show up until the Third Age. And so they believe that these are the Hobbits' ancestors they are some nomadic travel and packs and Gypsies. live off the land kind of people mm-hmm. but yes yeah. so nori brandyfoot the hardfoot found this meteor lying within the meteor crater was a man curled up in the fire there was some really good cinematography to that that it made it look like sauron's eye
0: yeah a bit. yeah yeah i forgot mm-hmm. about that yeah there was some good cinematography to that there's have, a lot that's a good point because even like the, the mark of Sauron kind of looks like the eye of Sauron. It does. So it's kind of interesting. A little bit. Uh, my theory, I'm going to jump in on this, is
1: that the stranger, Meteor Man, uh, he is actually Sauron.
0: Yeah, I think that's really interesting that you said that. I have I have a couple of trains of thoughts here. Mm-hmm. Initially, I'm like, okay, this dude's Gandalf. It's obvious. Dude's obviously a wizard. He's, he has magic. Okay. So, of course, we know that much. And then I'm thinking Gandalf, because of this... because think think back or I guess think forward to Lord of the Rings. Gandalf has this fondness towards the Hobbits. Okay. And it could stem from his relationship with the Harfoots. And that's kind of like where immediately I want to put my mind on Gandalf. But at the same time too, I think it's also the fact that they're not really announcing or making it obvious yet mm-hmm. could be that they they kind of want to like feel it out. Yeah. Like see what people's responses are. Like if people love the stranger, oh yeah, that's Gandalf. If people are kind of like I don't really like the stranger oh then it's just some random blue wizard or something there you go along those lines um, so what are your thoughts the harfoots like as a as a species as how they were introduced to us because I definitely have some opinions there
1: yeah because I'm more indifferent of them I don't feel a connection with them they it is a story with them. that is
0: exactly my point so so here's the thing in Lord of the Rings, Hobbits are one of the first races that no, of course, like after Galadriel's narration. They go straight to the Hobbits because the Hobbits, like there's something about the Hobbit culture, something about that lifestyle that's just like kinda cozy, mm-hmm. like you think, warm fires, some good food. They kind of have this scene with Frodo, with Frodo, Merry and Pippin, like uh, in a tavern, drinking beer, having a good time dancing. That's what I think of Hobbits. Like it gives me this like really like fun. I want to be around those type. Mm-hmm. That's good folk. And then the Harfoots I didn't get that vibe. I um, I was a little bit disappointed. The way that I see it is they were like, it's Lord of the Rings, gotta have hobbits. And it's... A filler. It's a filler. Like, I'm very interested that. to see where they kind of lead it from here. But I just, I didn't really feel connected to, to them. It was just kind of like, I, I was disappointed.
1: I, I'm going to use it to uh, round back to The Stranger because yeah i didn't feel much of a connection with the harfoots um i i think they told the story really well of what they had but i just it it wasn't a story for me uh but the stranger that that kept me interested because i i dove right into that where i was reading where people think that it's gandalf Mm. i've also read where people think that it's uh Sauron. yeah Mm -hmm. and uh I don't know if they're going to make it just quite that obvious that he just fell out of the sky. Uh, Gandalf didn't show up until the Third Age. A lot of the Maiars didn't show up uh, until the Third Age because Mm -hmm. uh, the Valar, they realized that the rings were being created and uh, they were sent for assistance. But the first of the Maiar was Saruman. Saruman. According to lore. Okay. That, I, Interesting. That, that's what
0: I'm going to go with. We'll see where it pays off at the end of the season. We'll see. It could be because, I mean, the Hobbits weren't known for doing anything of historical significance until Bilbo. Because the Hobbits are known as, even in the Harfoot stage, mm-hmm. um, they didn't really do much. They just kind of traveled and lived their lives and avoided confrontation. Uh, the Hobbits and the Lord, the Lord of the Rings in the Third Age, same thing. They kind of avoid confrontation, keep to themselves. And then Bilbo comes along. He's like, yo, I want to go out and explore. And Nori kind of gave off those vibes a little bit. She was kind of complaining about how there's there's a whole entire world out there. And she was kind of like, do a little bit more. So I think that's going to be a little bit of foreshadowing there for mm-hmm. the future. Uh, that she's going to be the one to to go out and explore. Uh, she's going to be essentially the Bilbo of the Harfoots. We'll be very curious to see where, where that story leads. Yeah. I, I do just I do have a quick thought. I think part of the reason why we're not really engaging with the Harfoots is because think about how they were introduced. All that happened mm-hmm. really with the Harfoots. Nothing comes across. Yeah, nothing happened with the Harfoots. Like it was like, hey, here's some Harfoots. Oh, naked man. If you think about how every other character was introduced, he was clothed. <laughs> there was no dick. We were looking for dick. That's the first thing I was looking for. I was intrigued. I mean, right away we see Galadriel as a kid. Uh, mm-hmm. And they have this like symbolic thing with the boat that she builds. Mm-hmm. And and then we're introduced to Elrond who has a ton of historical significance. Okay. Who else are we introduced to? We're introduced to Aaron Deer And then immediately you kind of dive mm-hmm. deep into the whole Aaron Deer the elf soldier dude, and the Bronwyn's like mm-hmm. almost like love interest situation that they have yeah. going on there. But then with the Harf, it's just, yep, here are some hobbits look like looking things. And then there's Naked Man. Cutscene. And that was like, that's all we got.
1: Yeah, there wasn't too much to it, and so we'll see where it pays off uh, throughout the season. You brought up some excellent points I want. Uh, Deer. he was a elf patrolling the Southlands. I found that one very interesting because it seemed also just like a B story. Uh, Aaron Deer actually comes from the same elves as Legolas. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. What elves, right? Yes, of that elfin descent. Uh, And then as well, they are especially looked at through a microscope because those elves, according to the lore, uh, those were the ones that primarily were then taken by Melkor and Sauron and corrupted into becoming orcs. Interesting. Mm
0: -hmm. Because in the Lord of the Rings, they they mention there's a scene where they're like, oh yeah, elves are essentially like, I forget exactly what they say, like the bastardization of... Or sorry, Orcs for essentially the bastardization of elves, like an insult of okay. some kind. Um, there's a specific scene. It's been a while since I've watched the movies. We'll have to refresh up on them, and, and yeah. we'll, we'll do we'll do episodes on
1: yeah uh, on the movies. Let us hear if you guys want us to do some episodes
0: about 100%. Lord of the Rings and maybe The Hobbit. Just give me one more excuse to rewatch that. It's my favorite movie series of all time.
1: Yeah, I, I don't even need the excuse. I'm already going to watch it. I yeah. always watch it. <laughs> Puts me to I'm sleep. I'm watching it right now. <laughs> So, I found that part it, very interesting. Uh, again, Aaron Deere, he is an elf patrolling the Southlands. Um, I believe they were showing that he was uh, had a love interest with Bronwyn, who is one of the Southlanders, uh, just a mortal woman, and mm-hmm. a uh, bastard son, Theo. Yeah. Um, so, there's some speculation around that. Of who's Theo's daddy? You know, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was I was ready to pass it up, but maybe yeah. they'll come back to it. We'll mm. see. And then you also talked about Galadriel. Mm. So I don't think we've mentioned here uh, in this episode that Galadriel. That is the the main storyline
0: that we're following here. Is younger Galadriel. Uh, real quick, I do want to circle back. Circle um, to the Aaron Deer situation okay. because I think that's actually really interesting. So when you're when you're looking kind of into the whole, when he was introduced, the the villagers weren't very friendly to like weren't very friendly to him. They weren't looking mm-hmm. forward to seeing him. The only person that really liked him, um, and oh man, whoever his other soldier elf partner was, but the only person that liked him specifically was Bronwyn. Yeah, because they have like this love thing going on. At least that's what it seems like they so burn. far. Oh, one hundred percent. But um, the villagers weren't happy, and then so I I, I took a look into that. And the reason why Erendir uh, is kind of checking up on that village mm-hmm. is because apparently they're known. They were actually somewhat loyal to Sauron. They were, yes. Uh, the Southlands, um, I've
1: heard the Southlands called Bethordor as well because it is uh, expected to become Mordor. Yeah, uh, We haven't heard anybody talking about Mordor yet, so I think this is going to establish Mordor. I'm stoked if that's the case. Um, but yeah, so he is patrolling the Southlands because the Southlands were um, a great deal of followers to the Dark
0: Lords. Yeah, and allegiance to Morgoth is what it is. Okay, so um, that sounds really not crucial. a not a very good group of people. They do seem like it. Yeah, I think we're gonna see some treachery here in the near future.
1: That a lot yeah. of them were man though, and I think that that's quite interesting to show the corruption of man. I, yes. I thought I saw a great resemblance there. I thought 100%. that was very interesting. Yeah. All right, so Galadriel, <laughs> yes, is the main story on this that uh, the Rings of Power is tracking, and so this is following up after her brother was captured and tortured and murdered by Sauron. She then took up his oath to hunt down Sauron to the ends of the earth and track him down and kill him. So he was killed. She was about 720 years, give or take. Nice and young. Yep. And she was hunting him down for somewhere from 500 to 1,500 years. That's where they believe that this takes Mm. up, is that Galadriel is somewhere between 1,200 to 2,200 years old. Quite a chunk of time. Yes. Quite a good chunk. And then... To so put that into perspective, that's about six thousand to seven thousand years before Lord of the Rings, before Frodo. That much time?
0: Holy cow! Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, because she was uh eight thousand years, and and that series I actually it took them thirteen months. So yeah, I don't even. I have so much more. It it just every sentence that I spew out or I hear about this, it just raises more questions for me. 13- every
0: sentence, there's like pages of lore to cover.
1: This. There, there is. Thirteen months, is yeah. that is that the same thirteen months that we have? Actually, I don't know. Right, I'm not sure. Right, I, I cannot learn enough about this. Yeah, and, and see, and this it-
0: is why I consider myself a casual super fan because I <laughs> love the Lord of the Rings, but like some people like spend their lives studying it, and mm-hmm. like that's just a whole nother level there. Like I'm just a huge fan.
1: I'm ready to raise the stakes on this. All right, jump, going back to Galadriel, uh, this is actually uh, – she's a bit more punk in this than she is in the in the books. Yeah. Did you pick that up?
0: Oh, 100%. That, like that was kind of my main thing, mm-hmm. almost like one of my main issues with Galadriel. Like her portrayal – Like, uh, and that's not to say that uh, – what was the actress's name? Morphid? something or other yeah Morphid Clark? Uh, Clark this is not to say that her was bad I thought that her was really really good mm-hmm. it's just the overall I don't know if like how the character was written because elves I mean, if she's if she's 2200 years old at this point elves are kind of timeless I don't expect there to be much change as you know strange as it might sound between 2,200 years old to 8,000 years old however right. old she was in the Lord of the Rings like she should be a pretty like kind of like her personality is fixed at that point, because Galadriel in the Lord of the Rings is definitely very, like, she presents herself as very regal, mm-hmm. um, but that's not the case at all. Here, she's rebellious. She wants to fight, and that's kind of that's kind of the tone that she seems to be portraying.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, in they really opened up with that too. Uh, you mentioned earlier about the scene where she is much younger. She's uh, in Valinor and is creating a sailboat swan. They're in the river and the other elven children are being little assholes trying to sink it. I've never wanted to punch an elf more in my life where I was like, just let the boat float. Look at that thing. <laughs> Talking out the scene, she said, she says stay on a boat and they're saying that it's going to sink and she says, no, it's going to sail. And it unfolds like some origami shit that the elves would do. And it begins to sail down the stream. The children then start to throw rocks at it. And she just runs across the stream there, tackles the boy, and is ready to wail on him. I was That was quite punk of the oh. elves. And because that is Galadriel, I was not expecting that based on what we watched in Lord of the Rings. Mm. I, I did not see that coming. And then I think that we're going to be getting a lot of that throughout the season. And that's what really i think is throwing me off because we were also introduced to elrond this episode right yes we were elrond he was also portrayed in lord of the rings and so the way that these characters were being played the actors did lovely
0: real quick can i circle back to the kids thing we can chop this place this piece off um but so kind of kind of going back because i do i think that that like little boat scene, there's more to it than that, and okay. I think and 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 it's all, it's definitely foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing: she builds a boat, uh, she sets it sail, and then kids throw some rocks at it, and knock it down, um, and they sink it. And then her brother says something kind of kind of cool here. Um, her brother says that a stone I'll sinks funk you up, kids. Oh, I wish you said that. <laughs> says a stone sinks because it looks into the dark water. A boat floats because it looks up into the light. And so, if you think about how this episode went in general, mm-hmm. you had Galadriel that, she got in front of King Gil-Glad and he's like, hey. <laughs> oh. Totally forgot you had those in there. I did too. Nice. That's a very interesting discovery. Oh, no, no, no. set that up. let <laughs> 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 on there, fam. Perfect. Um, that, ladies and gentlemen, was the discovery of a beer. So, if you think about how this, uh, how the episode is kind of phrased, you had... Galadriel finds evidence of Sauron still being around. She finds the finds the mark in the right. High Tower, and then um, they throw rocks at her. No, that didn't happen. When when she brought this in front of King Galadriel, no, now that that didn't happen. Go to heaven, just chill out there for a bit. Mm-hmm. And the boat sinks, and that mm-hmm. literally happens, dude. She jumps
1: off the boat. I and I and I caught it. The mark of Sauron. I uh, I was looking into it, I don't know if there's been a reference to the Mark of Sauron in the books.
0: Huh. That's another thing I didn't think about.
1: Right? So much to this. There, There is. It unravels and again, every goddamn sentence that we have just gives me more questions.
0: Yeah. And if you're a super fan, I'm sorry if we offended you. We probably got all sorts of things wrong. We're probably oh, no. going to continue to get all sorts of things wrong. <laughs> but please, feel free to comment down below. Um, please educate us
1: yes i i could do for some good educating uh i i'm ready to nerd down on this but uh if you're offended i don't care <laughs> <laughs> All right. so
0: uh you were talking about elron
1: yeah so elron um he shows up in this one and again the actors did such a lovely job at portraying the characters It was just that the characters were quite different uh, Mm. than how they were portrayed in Lord of the Rings, Galadriel and Elrond, where it it actually took me a second. And that's what I appreciated so much about Rings of Power is because, again, it it was such a – very differently than he was in Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings, he was actually quite salty (laughs) against all of man. He was salty against any of the other races that were coming there for the Council of – Elrond but um I I definitely wanted to make sure that we touched base on that because Elrond he is the brother he is a twin brother to Elros which I believe we'll see later is Numenor El, uh, Elros was decided to become a mortal man and live on Numenor becoming the first king of Numenor Hopefully, again, we'll see more about that, that they have an alliance, mm. maybe, distaste towards elves. Trees. I, what was up with trees? i That was my first thought, is that I saw the trees there in Rings of Power, and I instantly thought, what is the connection that elves have to, to trees? Do you oh, know?
0: I know a little bit. Um so I know essentially the two trees are Telperion and Laurelin. We definitely hear of Laurelin mm-hmm. and they're kind of representative of the sun and the moon.
1: Yes and yeah. Two trees, uh Laurelin, that is the gold one. That was actually that provided all of their daylight that they had and once that was lost that was where the first sunrise was actually seen and then yeah uh Telpurion, again, uh, we might not get this right, and if you're offended, who cares? Um, that was their tree of silver, and so, yeah, both of these trees uh, lit up their day, and I think that's where they, if you see Galadriel's dagger that she has, that she takes uh, from her brother to seek revenge on Sauron, made from silver and gold, made from
0: Valinor, of those trees. So, Um, Because I have the command of ghoul at my disposal here. So, the two trees were destroyed by the evil beings of Ungoliant and Melkor. Mm -hmm. So, again, like, who the heck is Ungoliant? Like, there's just so much. Like, every sentence I read, there's like, here's another name. There's a whole, like, book behind it, I'm sure. Anyways, they were destroyed by Ungoliant and Melkor. But their last flower and fruit were made into the moon and the sun. Okay. I'm tracking. I'm not tracking.
1: But I like it. So... We were a little bit all over the place with that episode, but I, I still have a ton that I would love to dive into and how it leads eventually into The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings. Uh, overall, the cinematography on this uh, was spectacular, otherworldly on this, and I really appreciated 100%. that of uh, the, the wide angles that they caught of this the cgi that they have of just opening up on cities that they're capturing and whatnot but then as well i found that they had a lot of uh the contrast where they have the big open landscape shots and then a very close in Mm. person in in their face kind of shot i just overall
0: appreciated the artwork yes i i 100 agree with you there that's definitely where the strong suit so far of rings of power that i've seen is it's they've done a great job with just making the world come alive and making it mm. really beautiful and just almost it makes it real it does i i like how you put that there too of just coming to life yeah and so i'm very happy with that it looks really good i mean i think the budget in terms of how it looks is well spent mm-hmm. i have my own criticisms when it comes to a couple other things Um, but, um, best looking TV shows, if not the best looking TV show I've ever seen.
1: That, that, that's, uh, some high ratings there, uh, coming from Michael. I hope for this, this show, it doesn't do the same thing for me that Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit did, where I get halfway through it because it is quite a commitment to, to watch it, uh, hour a week kind of thing, seems more manageable, but they had such a story to tell in Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit that yeah. it it, w- it would kind of lose me.
0: Yeah, see, that's where that's where I would disagree with you there because it's just Lord of the Rings. It's origin of the epic fantasy, and epic fantasy is going to be all about your world building, and like that's that's where I think Lord of the Rings does a really great job mm-hmm. um, is building that world. Doing so in a way where you can get a good feel for all the different races, um, all the conflicts going on. Um, and I'm not just talking the movies. The book does a fantastic job at this as well, although it is significantly slower paced. Um, but the movies specifically, they do did a fantastic job at capturing um, the essence of the book. One thing that is kind of notable that I don't think you know, but do you know why Peter Jackson at least is speculated to not be partaking in the TV show series? Money he was not paid enough actually hookers. so it was definitely hookers. Not no hookers in his contract um no but actually so what happened here was tolkien's son christopher okay. in a 2012 interview actually noted that he wasn't a fan of um jackson's movies or but, the original of the rings
1: that's just one person's opinion
0: it out your ass. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tolkien's no. son, just one person's opinions.
1: No, that does carry a lot of weight. Um coming from I would suppose anybody of the uh, Tolkien ancestry, they they yeah. would have very
0: good insight of J.R.R.'s yeah. uh, mindset on that. I also think that they're, you know, they wanna like they're always gonna be the 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 critic in that sense. They're always mm-hmm. gonna be a little bit critical, uh wanted to be a little bit better because they think very highly of their father's work of course um but i always thought that lord of the rings did a fantastic portrayal yeah now this was in 2012 so right around the release of the hobbit which i would disagree like the lord of the rings were my favorite movies of all time the hobbit was uh uh, it was good but it was i'd be curious to see if yeah
1: this interview um has came out before the hobbit because the hobbit had me lesser so uh, mm. as a fan that i was not as enticed by the hobbit i still watched it still appreciated it
0: it was enjoyable but it wasn't epic like lord of the rings
1: yes yes epic was the word i was looking for that i didn't i'd be curious to see if that interview came out after that after tolkien's son watched that and said okay i've changed my my opinion on this yeah Fun fact, did you know that uh, J.R. Tolkien's, what his real name is? Jolking, Rolking, Rolking, Tolkien. What? <laughs> it's not. I just cannot get that tweet out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that very well could be uh, true, and I have zero idea <laughs> and zero care.
0: John Ronald Rule Tolkien. That's an epic name.
1: I wonder why he went by J.R.R. Because that's a freaking mouthful.
0: John Ronald
1: so i think that's going to wrap up our time that we have for this episode uh talking episode one of lord of the rings rings of power i think we're going to ju- be jumping into episode two for our next recording session and maybe episode three we'll see well I, I bet we can cram that in there yeah. yeah i i'm feeling confident that we we got a lot in this one and it Again, there's going to be so much lore to this that we are going to be trying to... This has been NBC Podcast. We want to thank you for listening. Make sure to like, subscribe, and tell Grandma. We're dropping new episodes every Sunday and Thursday. Let us hear what we should do next down in the comments. Numere, you dorks.